Hey guys, welcome to the after show for Unlocking the Truth, where we are reviewing season one, episode six. He knows things he shouldn't know, so stay tuned and we're going to tell you what those things are. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, I don't know how Let's to just it. ease into this episode tonight, guys. Ah, just feel the rhythm. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the after show for Unlocking the Truth, season one, episode six. Ah, how are we doing tonight, ladies? We missed you last week. I know. How are you doing oh, tonight? So sorry. We're I'm so own. happy. I know. I left my little children, my little chickadees alone, but you guys killed it. They rocked it. I watched it immediately as soon as I could. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I am Nadine Dallapella. You can find me all over social media at Nadine DP and the number three. And to my left, I have two gorgeous ladies. Where can they find you guys That's at? us, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Madison Makeley. You can find me on all my social media at Maddie underscore Makeley. Good evening, everyone. I'm Abigail Frere, and you can find me on all social media at Abigail Frere. Awesome, awesome. So, tonight's episode, I always start off, I know you said that, you just said before we went, you're like, I don't really know my thoughts on the show, so I'm going to ask you. I I really can't tell if you heard me on that or not. So, what are your initial thoughts? Do you have any? Well, I am happy that Byron is finally announced because he Mm -hmm. wasn't last he was announced the episode before last episode and then not mentioned once in the last one so I'm happy that he had you know at least half this episode Mm -hmm. all to himself so I'm yeah, we got a little that. teaser of his yeah, case. Yeah, a little teaser of his case so it's good to know that we're seeing some more people in his case for sure Mm -hmm. um Calvin Michael oh wait yeah Calvin Mm -hmm. Michael Smith one two just getting more information on that I really want to I really thought by now we would figure out who yeah. Did these crimes and if they're getting out, but we're not, which is fine. We'll keep watching MTV. <laughs> but you yeah, want a resolution want immediately. A resolution. You want instant satisfaction. Yes. So. Right. My, my ADD is like kicking in. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's get one solved. Let's get one solved. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, again, the Byron case, I think, is. Um, it's a little more eerie, I think, than the other mm-hmm. ones for some reason, and yeah. I don't know why to me, but it makes me, it's a little more unsettling. Um, I'm a little upset that we didn't get to touch on Michael's case this time, but. Yeah. Um, my favorite. But um, yeah, no, it's it was a it was a yeah it was a good good episode. I yeah, think. I, I agree too, and I I kind of like I know that we have three main cases, but I like when they just focus on two because we're time. able to get more. Yeah, we're yeah. able to get some more detail and really you know go in depth and figure out just some more facts on them. It doesn't feel um, like as rushed when it's exactly. only two. Like it doesn't feel like we're just like zooming through them just to get all this information in at once. Yeah. So I'm happy that they're toning it down to two. Yeah, only, so, so so yeah, I like the That's episode. Um, let's get right into it. Like we said, we finally. Uh, <laughs> We finally uh, were able to hear more about Byron's case. Yes. Um, so we did get a little teaser before. And and we kind of just, just start off with talking about Justin. The Justin, who is the boyfriend of uh, the girl who was, who was murdered, uh, Anastasia. And we haven't really... I remember last time when they when they teased this to us, they didn't really get in depth about him. They just said that, you know, he committed suicide shortly after, and that was kind of it. His storyline kind of ended there, and he wasn't really a suspect. So they brought this back up in the beginning, and we actually talk with Ryan's attorney, which I thought was interesting, that mm-hmm. he's still close with her and getting her opinion on, on what she thinks about the case. And she's kind of leading him through this episode, being like, hey, what you really need to find out is the proximity to both of the deaths, and you try to make sure that it's a murder-suicide and that's probably one of the only ways you're going to be able to get Byron off. Right. Mm-hmm. So we start doing that, and, you know, we, we realize that Justin had a history of, of suicide and, and various attempts. And, I mean, from everything we learned on that, do you guys think that Justin really is a huge suspect in this, or do you think we need some more information on him? 
I mean, he's a huge suspect because Kelly made him a huge suspect, but mm-hmm. I don't think he Justin, did it. not Byron. Justin. Justin, yes, yes, yes the boyfriend. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, Justin. Justin, yes. the boyfriend. Yes. Yes. I, 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 sorry about uh-huh. that. I totally think Justin is a huge, huge suspect in this. Yeah. But he's dead. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think they should be, ha- like, forced dependent on someone else like Byron mm-hmm. just because he's dead. And, it, I mean, he killed himself the night after. If Byron had done it, mm-hmm. I feel like Justin would have went after Byron. Yeah. Like, and wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? Especially, like, if, if someone killed my significant other, mm-hmm. then I would want to kill them, not mm-hmm. my... I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It's... What really tricky. did it for me, I feel like last week I was like, yeah, um... Byron's still a huge suspect along with Justin, but now I think Justin's definitely the... I mean, obviously we're both... We're still getting into the actual case, but um, it made me realize a lot when they said that um, Justin killed himself before it was even released um, yeah. that the identity mm-hmm. of Anastasia had been mm-hmm. found be- yeah. or had been, you know... Um, Let, yeah, the people selected, yeah, yeah, found uh, out about it. And um, that made me be like, okay... Mm-hmm. Now he's definitely like my number one suspect because he he wouldn't have really have even he wouldn't have known unless he did it and why would he just kill himself on this like what is the what's the chance of that happening randomly that he killed yeah. himself the same night that she's killed yeah what's the motive and they did say like I said that he has history of suicide attempts right um and so you could argue the case that well he had seen his girlfriend get shot and he mm-hmm. couldn't handle it regardless if his best friend was the one who did it so he, he you know he killed himself for that reason mm-hmm. or because he couldn't handle what he did so mm-hmm. there are two sides to that but they right. give us this kind of this timeline that at 6 p.m. all four of them were in the car mm-hmm. uh, Justin Anastasia Kelly and Byron and at 9:10, Byron was was dropped off at his house so he hadn't seen so he never saw Justin again after 9-10 and then six hours after he was dropped off Anastasia's found dead and seven hours after that Justin uh, kills himself so there's this whole timeline right there and basically there's this big chunk of time where Justin is nowhere basically to be found with Byron or with Anastasia or with Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we do, we see this this very eerie kind of uh, video camera footage of him buying the yeah. rifle that ended up killing him, which was just such a somber thing to watch and to see. Yeah. R- like, really? Yeah. yeah. And, very uh, surreal. Very surreal thing to see that, you know, that, that people, you can just, the, these are deadly weapons yeah. even though you know they're it's just crazy um so yeah so we talk with the we, then we go and we talk with cindy short who's byron's attorney and um she basically is the one who gave us this whole timeline and she also gives us this uh this other fact that he was actually attended a gun show justin mm-hmm. did a week before his murder happened and anastasia's murder happened and at this gun show there's a probability that he could have traded a gun without a license, without a receipt needed. Right. So that's how he could have gotten a smaller handgun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find this, and this is a big thing because what they're basically trying to prove this entire episode, Ryan and... Um, uh, uh, Eva. Eva. <laughs> Thank you, because I was you. having There's a so cramp many, too. Yeah. Yeah. So many Ryan, names. So many names, you know. Ryan and Eva, what they're trying yeah. to prove basically this entire episode is that a shotgun was not used to kill Anastasia and that a handgun was. So that fact right there was very important, but it also kind of scares me that these gun shows that anybody can just get their hands on a gun. Yeah, that's bizarre. I actually didn't know that until they said it in this episode. I'm wondering, too, like if it's changed, because I know that I think since all of the mass shootings have happened, but the fact that that was ever even... I don't know. MTV also, like, the show releases things, obviously, on their path Mm -hmm. of what they want the viewer Mm -hmm. to see. But, like, now I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
all these things are coming out yeah. now that it's yeah. like Justin, Justin, Justin. And mm-hmm. so, um, I yeah. think it's interesting that they keep going back and forth. Like, was it a rifle or was it a handgun? Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl said, Kelly says, well, it is a long gun. Well, I kind of thought, okay, well, is it a short rifle or is it a long handgun? Like, because yeah. whenever I think of a gun, I automatically think handgun. I don't think of a yeah. rifle. Mm-hmm. But if I had seen a long handgun, I would think that's a really long gun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when everyone's saying different stuff and different things about it, yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. How, I don't know anything about guns, just so you know. I Like, I don't yeah. know any of this. I don't know why it even mattered until they really dove into it. So Which it I thought really was interesting. very interesting. It was kind of, you know, not cool, but it was, it was yeah. interesting to get a behind-the-scenes <clears throat> look and, you know, and how this type of stuff is mm-hmm. figured out. And that's basically what happened this entire episode, is right. trying to prove. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, in Kelly's statement, she says that it was a big gun and not a short gun that Byron used. It was mm-hmm. very long. So if that statement, you know, that means that he must have used a shotgun. Well, and then when they did, like, the, like, I'm sorry, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm jumping high, when they did oh, the 3D, like, yeah, yeah. F- like a, a visual... I, then I'm like, wait a second. I mean, yes, it's obviously they said that it's, it is physically possible, but like, mm-hmm. I, having, you know, this much space between me and a car, am I going to pull out a rifle and point? It just seemed like very compact to me with a rifle. Yeah. Um, but only if that was the only thing they that, had. Yeah. Right. That right. was the only gun he had in the car right. and he really wants to yeah. kill her. Well, right. And, and the, I mean, the way he drew it out, I think they mentioned this in the show too. I'm sure her mentality when someone you know and you're really good friends with is holding a gun up, he- up here to your face, yeah. you're probably like, do it. Like, you're not going to shoot me. Mm-hmm. I would never, if any of my friends held a gun to my face, I'd still be like, you won't shoot me. Yeah. I know you won't. Yeah, Ryan's sister made that you great point. Right. I was wondering <laughs> what you love me. Gonna, but yeah, I was wondering what that whole scene with Ryan's father and Ryan's what sister, them having lunch. Yeah. I kind of put my pen down. I was like, okay, this is nice. It's just a little bit of fluff. But she actually made a really good point really? there yeah. that point. she knew the person that was killing her. And mm-hmm. it makes sense, though. Because yeah. you wouldn't let a stranger you would try mm-hmm. to run away you would try I don't yeah, know something right. I would I would assume it wouldn't um, be a straight a straight thing shot. Yeah. like it'd like probably be a chatting. cheek or something I don't know yeah like, like I'm sure whoever did it whether it's Byron or Justin or wh- whoever I'm sure they stood there for a good like I don't think the way I feel like the way Kelly explains it is they just took the gun out and shot her right there yeah but I feel like I mean there's talk that, yeah the, mm-hmm. there's talk yeah. with the gun up and saying I will shoot you if you yeah. don't you know shut up or whatever uh-huh. and her being like do it you're not going to shoot me. You're my friend. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. And so that basically just brings us to the fact that she knew this person. So yes. we kind of can eliminate, in a sense, or in my head, I'm at least eliminating random. some random guy that's coming up and mm-hmm. shooting you in the face. Um, but yeah, but going to what we what you uh, started to bring up was we get to discuss with the ballistics expert. Ballistics expert. <laughs> Try saying that yeah, five Ballistics time. expert. Ballistics expert. <laughs> Matt Nodell. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool, kind of, how they were able to build this scene. Be technology these days, it's, you know. That was cool. It's really, really cool. yeah, really to be able cool. to basically build what her testimony was, what Kelly's yeah. testimony was, and make it come to life. And he was basically able to prove that, hey, her statement actually, you know, it actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything that she said. You and know? like he said too, like who's gonna go that far in a lie with that much? Mm-hmm. That much. I don't yeah. know if he said that or if it well, was it could the be a possibility. Around, I think he said, and but the only thing is, what I was kind of thinking about when I saw this three D model is I saw four people. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's doing what though, so I think the person behind the gun could have been Justin or Byron. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think her, her, her details yeah. could add up. To it just being Byron. So that's right. why I was kind of like... It could have been any one ju- of them. It could have been Justin. It could have been her. Yeah. But, like, I, th- the 3D model j- definitely gave me, like, a better understanding of, like, what, like, who was, wh- or, like, 
the people that were there and mm-hmm. like the stance they were in. But you don't know who was who basically in that That's case. That's a good point. Yeah. You know? She could have said that like, hey, I was in the car when she could have been outside. Right. Yeah. Byron she could have been in the car. You never know she, right. yeah. what it could have been. So like even though her story could have added up like mm-hmm. as far as where people were, the who who they were mm-hmm. could have been a lot different, I think. So, that's valid. I didn't even right. think of that. That's a that's a good point there. And yeah. uh yeah, so so after they get all this data though back and stuff, yeah, he basically just kind of confirms her statement, which is something that you know Ryan and Ava they they really want to hear something different than right. that. Yeah. So then we go on and we talk to the medical examiner uh, Thomas Young, who did the autopsy um, initially in '97 of Anastasia, and he basically is the one who said that you know if the evidence. That if the testimony that a witness is giving completely matches the physical evidence that they were able to have, then her story can't be wrong. Right. And Ryan just gets yeah. absolutely heated about this because someone's yeah. witness, a, a witness is the one who put him in jail yeah. for something he didn't do. I agree with Ryan in this case because mm. he, this guy, Thomas, starts saying that that's dirty thinking if you even think of questioning an eyewitness which I don't think is right at all because I think that the eyewitness anyone can lie anyone can say something mm-hmm. or think that they saw something when they didn't so I don't really agree with him in mm-hmm. that case at all I, I felt kind of like bad especially saying that to someone like um who's wrongly accused Ryan. Yeah. yeah sorry yeah. Ryan yeah. Who, who was wrongly, wrongly accused and had his eyewitnesses lie up mm-hmm. on a testimony so I Mm-hmm. How can you, like, say, I don't know. I, I don't know. I get where you're coming from, but also, like, it's just as much the other way, I feel like, as well. Like, I, I understand Ryan went through something mm-hmm. that was horrific, but at the same token, he's also kind of doing things, the same thing as mm-hmm. um, as Thomas, just yeah. in the opposite way. It's like, he never said it was fact. He just said that it's hard to, to not take that into like mm-hmm. very hard consideration and I think yeah. that Ryan just got flustered because it did hit him it did hit home so like mm-hmm. so much to him that mm-hmm. he got mad when somebody was like well yeah you know it's a very and it's like Ryan not every not every case is a witness lying yeah. you know um, so I think that he needs to like simmer down go mm-hmm. have a glass of water and <laughs> like re-get himself back together and I think um, Eva like brought him kind of back because she's like you know Ryan, is it you know why and and mm-hmm. and whatnot? But um, it kind of irritated me a little mm-hmm. um, seeing him get that angry when someone's literally giving their professional opinion and they're mm-hmm. trying to give you the best generic overall look, and then he's just getting all yeah. worked angry. up about like, it. Like you yeah. need to remove yourself, I guess, from your previous situation and look exactly. at every situation anew. I think yeah. that's the thing. It's if you're going to, of course, you're going to have hard feelings right. towards anybody that's you know mm-hmm. kind of against the person that may possibly be wrongly convicted. Right. Um, but th- for him, he does. He does. He has to disassociate himself exactly. with, with every Definitely. case. If he wants to get into this line of work, in a sense, uh-huh. and it's obviously hard, and he's a human, and he's going right. to get emotional. So it's good that Ava's there to support him. But yeah, you can't you can't mm-hmm. put aside what Thomas is saying either. No, I I actually do agree with that. Just because it almost makes Ryan look a little bit biased, mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. the fact that he want like just because this happened to him, he thinks that it is happening to these people too. Even if that may, I mean, there's still a possibility that they might be guilty. Mm-hmm. So I think he has to reconsider that as well. So right. I think you're right in that case. I feel too. for him, but yeah. it just looked un- unprofessional. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. But I think you know that's the cool thing too about a reality show. In a yeah. sense. So you really are seeing these people as humans, raw, and you're right seeing up. them, yeah, raw, having lunch with mm-hmm. their father, even though a lot of it obviously scripted and whatnot. 
But no, reality TV is real. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. reality what am TV I saying? is real. What am I saying, guys? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but yeah, so so we, we chat with with uh, with Dr. Young, and you know, and basically that doesn't go well for Ryan and Eva's case. And so then we head on to another medical examiner because they kind of wanted a second opinion. <laughs> They're like, let's, is, let's go to another. Yeah, let's go to another. <laughs> let's go to someone else because let's just see what he has to say. See if you can grab it, which I think is great. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go somewhere else. So we saw Don Pinned, which is a great name. Don Pinned. I don't know why. I like it. Don Pinned. And he basically looks at all the evidence from the case. And he obviously he was not in court to see, you know, testimony, all that stuff. But from the physical evidence that he was able to review, he basically says that it has to be a handgun because and it was not a long barrel rifle based off of the actual bullet that was found. So a bullet fragment or the bullet that went through part of the fragment was found in Anastasia's hair when they were uh, when they were reviewing her. And based off the copper material, he was going on this whole. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I don't. You know. I I just You're I can gun professional. I can write down so Maybe many facts. Like he had so he had so many yeah. things. Like he was what three different things. So he's yeah. Very informed in multiple areas, so it was... No, at least it was good. a good second opinion. He wanted to talk about like copper residue on the yeah. bone yeah. and stuff, which I, I mean... But which is, he yeah. also said that that would only, that would be found if the scene was handled properly, and then it brought me back to like how the person who found her was on his first... I mean, it was, what, his first year or something of being a cop? So it's like, yeah. maybe yeah, the scene night, wasn't yeah. handled properly? Like, I don't you know, just to, just to look at both viewpoints, yeah. I, that's the first thing I thought of when he mm-hmm. said that. So, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, you never really know, but, right. I mean, something like that, when there's a, a gunshot wound, you're going to look for that bullet. You're going right. to look for all the pieces of that bullet. That's the number one thing you're going to look for, is those fragments. Um, but, yeah, so he went on this whole long uh, spiel about it, and, I mean, it, it sounded great. So, based off of his expert but, uh, opinion, expert opinion. I need you're, you're just tongue I twisters need to, all night. I need to <laughs> practice <laughs> before I go on air. Um, <laughs> he's saying that it was a handgun, and if his opinion is correct, it was probably a 38 revolver. Um, and but this, but then, so he says all of this, but then they go back and they talk to the ballistics expert again, Matt yeah. Nadell, who says that, well, you know what? Yeah, he may have said that. You can't eliminate either one because right. there's a few rifles that the barrel crosses over with a handgun, so they're very similar. So it could have yeah. still been a rifle. This is what this is what I kind of mentioned before. How like um, I kind of want to know. How long did Kelly say it was? Did she say it was this long? Because this long for a handgun is long, but this long for a rifle isn't. So, like, how long did she say it was? Like, she just I think big. she just she just wrote it down, didn't she? She write said a big gun. Statement? Well, I need my own statement from Kelly then because <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to know. I mean, yeah. that's important information too, and I don't know. I think I I agree that they shouldn't be eliminating either one, mm-hmm. but. I'm gonna have to go with the handgun, the handgun professional yeah. here on this one, and say that it wasn't a, or it wasn't a rifle; it was a handgun. Yeah, I just felt like I was watching a tennis match. I was just like, okay, it's this, it's this, it's this, and then it's, it's just like yeah. it's no one knows. It's kind of no sad that they're reaching a dead end with this because they're right. really trying every avenue, and I like they're being very creative with the ways yeah. that they're doing it, yeah. who they're talking to, and they're getting really a lot of experts on mm-hmm. this case. Um, but yeah, they they just basically came to a dead end because if there's any slight chance that it could have been a rifle then your case is kind of done because you don't you can't you don't have the rifle to actually see right yeah. so this is kind of just hearsay based off of uh, the actual evidence of what the gun shot wound looked like um, so yeah so they basically come to an end with 
with the gun situation and they're just trying now you know to get onto another road to kind of prove that maybe it was Justin that did this and they show a whole track too of of Justin and and where he went that night that he uh that he killed himself and they show that he passed his house and so they were thinking that you know maybe he was rethinking possibly doing this to himself mm-hmm. and it's just so hard with cases and we're also going to be talking about Calvin's case where this prime suspect for us in our heads they're it's, both dead right. they're both deceased right. so it's very hard to try to prove anything that mm-hmm. how, like how do you prove that a deceased person did this right. well I almost think that comes down to them just strictly wanting to put someone in jail mm-hmm. for a crime whether they're dead or alive I mean they just want someone in jail for to pay the price basically for what happened and yeah Justin's already dead, so can't do him. So who's the next best person? Yeah. The person that's being accused. So. Yeah, well, because they said that Justin was the primary suspect for three mm-hmm. years yeah. until Kelly's statement. So, and it's like, okay, well, we have an eyewitness who's, you know, has a lot mm-hmm. of evidence in there yeah. that, you know, collaborates with that. But um, were you going to say something, though? No. <laughs> okay, no, I, I was I like, mean, I want to hear I you. Thing, and Kelly's just like a crackhead and stuff, too. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you kind of I do have to. forget that as well. Um, yeah. That's when the other doctor with the mm-hmm. autopsy, sorry to go back to that. But, yeah, um, Thomas Young. But how he was like, you can't cancel out eyewitnesses, but this girl's a lunatic. Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's that's exactly what he said, that you have to put everything about someone's character aside. to the side. Like, no matter if she's on drugs, yeah. she's crazy and whatnot, if what she's saying matches physical evidence, you can't ignore it. But in three that's years? Right. I mean, in three years, couldn't she have done her own research on this case for that's herself? That's another thing. Right. So, I kind of, that's where I was going with this, because when Eva started mentioning, you know, she is silent for all these years, and then all of a sudden wants to come out and mm-hmm. say it. She had three years to dig up all of the the evidence that she wanted and know what what they know to say something that matches it, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, what I thought of it. Yeah, you never really know. And that's the hard part right now because what we're trying to do or what Ryan's trying to do is, is prove that uh, that Byron's innocent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you how do you get him out of jail? And there's right. only so many routes to get someone out of jail. It's right. so easy mm-hmm. to put someone in jail. Yeah. But getting them out, as we're seeing, it's just... It's just hard. hard. So, yeah. So we kind of came to a dead end with this. So we'll see how they pick this up next episode and what their next kind of steps are in, in, in trying mm-hmm. to prove that it wasn't Byron. Um, so last thoughts, final thoughts on the case, on this case? I'll mention it in predictions. We'll put, okay. We'll wait till predictions. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm like, not yet. I can't think right now. Okay, all right. So, and then our second case that we uh, that we discussed tonight, we go back to Calvin Michael Smith, who remember is in jail for um, for badly assaulting a woman um, back in the nineties and at the Silk Plant store. So we discuss again our whole thing. All of us have kind of agreed that we really believe that it's Kenneth Lamoureux, who's also mm-hmm. deceased, like we just said, um, that actually was the guy who did that. Uh, so, so this whole. Ryan and Ava this time around with this case, they're basically just trying to prove that Kenneth Lamro had told somebody named Shane Fletcher, who was a, a guy that he'd met in a mental institution, that he told Shane Fletcher about the crime he committed, and that's how Shane knew all this evidence. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're trying to basically... That, that's the overview the of what we're about right, to talk right? about. Yeah, yeah. That's the rundown, oh, wow. guys. Wow. You <laughs> summed it up so much quicker than they did. Yeah. Like, that, they thank should you. Show's you. over. We're yeah. good. And, okay. Great show, guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs> then we have a five-minute show, and that's basically it. Okay. Uh, so we start off talking to Chris Swecker, who was... Uh, he's a, a past 
a former FBI assistant director, um, who I guess is a main honcho that everyone yeah. wants on their side, everyone wants to talk to. Ryan's even like, man, I wish he was on my case. I liked him. Um, yeah, yeah. What did you think of him? He was a sweet, I, I thought he was sweet. I mean, which you wouldn't normally expect for someone that's in such a cold business. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of shocking almost to see that he was actually a nice guy. Thought a little more logically. I like how he was and he he was very honest too. Like he even said a few years ago I would have said that there's no innocent people in jail, but after seeing what some of the things I've seen, yeah. you know, that changes my mind about things, you know. Yeah. And I like how he said in this case that if he was a jury member based on what was presented to them, he would have found the defendant guilty. Yeah. But that's based on what was was obviously presented to the jury, right. not, which wasn't what, everything. Not, yeah. was not everything, or like even the truth. So, mm-hmm. I like I kind of liked how he like he the understood way, the yeah. reasoning. Yeah, he why. understood. Yeah. yeah, and the way he explained it to them, I think. I mean, I would hope as an assistant director of that, <laughs> I know, know, yeah. would explain things a little bit better than these people that they're interviewing. <laughs> but yeah. the way he laid everything out, and um, I think the process he kind of walked them through with, like, it's not this person's fault. I think that was really necessary because I feel like Ryan's just on this mm-hmm. war path right now to just, yeah, kind of, you know, it's the jury's fault. It's this, per- and I-, I liked the way Chris kind of was like, this is. This was a horrible investigation. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird, too, because Scott... They, they talked about Scott Williams from before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't understand how one person thinks it's a thorough investigation and then another person thinks it it is incompetence and a lack of supervision and mm-hmm. a poorly done... It. Like, yeah. it was just... That's so crazy to me how there's such varying um, mm-hmm. viewpoints on the same, the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah, and you kind of have to take in, into account that y- you didn't become the assistant director right. of the FBI because you You're didn't know what lazy. you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. He, so he has his opinion has a great weight, deal right. of weight. So having right. him on your side for this too really helps Calvin's case out a lot. And yeah. uh, something else that he throws out, he's like, the reason why Calvin had a big target on him was because Lamoureux was all lawyered up exactly. from. In the beginning, right. he had a lawyer that you can't touch him, basically. Like, mm. we're, you're not going to be able to get a statement out of him because right. he's lawyered up. Right. Which I think everybody needs to just get a lawyer immediately. Right. And yeah. it's not like a public defense attorney. It's no, just, it's, it's like a, a lawyer. A lawyer. Like, a <laughs> right. lawyer that And knows. I never thought about that. Yeah. And, and basically, and what he says, he goes, Calvin just walked right into there, which he did. Because right. he he's like, I'm innocent. Yeah. Why are you guys trying to blame? Like, what are these people saying? Right. Like, about me? And then yeah. they, they force this confession right. out of him. Yeah. So it's really sad in that case. You know, when you keep thinking that Calvin went in there to prove his innocence and then hasn't left since. Mm-hmm. I don't right. like that they told him say that you were there and you can leave. Yeah. And, they, that's that's lying. Lying. and it's legal. That's lying. That's Because he even made that be. point. He's yeah. like, that was legal what they did. And I'm like, how is that still legal? That's oh, the yeah. biggest Gosh, question. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I did have to give us credit though with the Jill Marker stuff from, from last week. I was like, Patting myself on the back because uh, everything Chris said is like basically mm-hmm. stuff that we were like pointing yeah. out. And I'm like, all right, all right, right. maybe don't. I'm learning something. <laughs> maybe I'm That's learning good. something from the show, right? No, but but even with that, <laughs> even with that, I think I heard Eva say during this case. Look at that video interview of Jill and tell me that that's an accurate case because mm-hmm. I'll laugh. Like, that was not an accurate interview with her at all. Mm-hmm. She can't even move. She can barely move. Yeah. She can't even make an accurate statement at that time. She was so mentally disabled, mm-hmm. especially in that video, that I don't even understand how that can be used as evidence. Well, because they had said, I remember last episode, they had said that two doctors, one doctor said that at that period of time, she wasn't able to do, be mm-hmm. able to be coherent. Right. Right. Yeah. The, another doctor, who's her, her normal doctor, right. said that she was. Right. 
So you at least have one doctor yeah. saying, yeah, she's coherent. You can use her. That's it, basically. But I mean, Be like, like a normal yeah. person looking at this video yeah. and thinking, no. Because I, I, I was looking at the video like that's, she's, they, they're asking her yes and no questions. And mm-hmm. she's just turning her head in circles and you don't even know. So, yeah. Well, it's another I'm, thing. It's, it's being there. Like, like he was saying, too, it's the jury. They were only presented certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you see this poor woman, what had happened to her, come into this room and actually point him out. You're like, I feel so sorry for her. Yeah, so she's saying this is mm-hmm. him. Like, your brain just kind of probably right. gets clouded, too. Yeah. You know what else I was thinking, which I don't know if we even touched on this the last one, but when they said that sh- they went through three lineups with um, Jill, I don't know if Calvin's... Was Calvin's picture on all three lineups? They, yes. Because then, of course, he's going to look familiar to her. If he's on all three lineups and nobody else is on all three yeah. lineups, like... Yeah. Well, that's what I. Uh, and then they, they mentioned Swecker the paper said. and everything else, but yeah. I didn't know um, yeah. if his picture was on. Yeah, that's three. what Chris okay. Swecker said. He said that um, she had seen his face three times prior. Okay, okay. Prior oh. to seeing him in court that okay. day. Okay. So she had seen his face with other. They, were, they said there were six black guys. On a, on a on a piece of paper or whatever, right. and every single time he was on there, so you're right. going to recognize one person from that. Um, but yeah, so and and, and he's Swecker is even saying that um, he's just like this is he was saying that Dr. Williams had a habit of calling things confessions that weren't. Right. How is Dr. Williams not stripped of I know. any type of it seems like everyone, power that he has? Like. From in the beginning, I kind of thought, okay, like the small town kind of is gossiping about Dr. Williams. It's their little thing. They know his secrets. The FBI assistant director knows that yeah. you're yeah, interrogating false confessions. Mm-hmm. So why isn't this guy stripped down? I don't know. Exactly. It's bizarre to me. I'm. Ugh. Yeah, ugh. and and so basically, at the end of their conversation with him, he says that based on the evidence, he's not guilty. Right. That's basically what he says. And if so. Chris says it, I say it. Yeah, like, Chris I'm not says gonna go it. Against Chris. Chris, we got you. That's like, it. Uh, I'm on I your like side. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, so after we're done chatting with uh, we're chatting with Chris, um, we get introduced to this guy who I mentioned prior in my rundown when I was telling you guys what we were going to talk about, uh, Shane Fletcher, who is a man who had admitted to. Uh, to doing this, performing this crime, says that he is the one who killed, or not killed, who uh, injured Jill, injured, who beat her brutally, um, to did this crime to Jill. And but the thing was is that he was actually in a mental hospital the night of the attack. But the strange thing is, so he's saying he's there, he actually wasn't <laughs> there, but he is giving all of the evidence that they had found, all these facts, that there was $75 mm-hmm. taking out of the drawer, that there wasn't a big safe in the back, that wh- how, what she was hit with, how she was hit. They even all, tried, like, tricking these, him, and yeah. he knew all the answers to the trick questions, too, yeah. which is bizarre. He said a 50-page thing, and he basically passed. Can I just, real quick, insert? <laughs> this guy walks in and says he did it, has all these facts, and then they're going to still quiz him. Mm-hmm. Calvin walks in, said he didn't do it, and they're going to say he did it. It just does not make sense, like, to me, how it's like, oh, but are you sure you did it? Like, mm-hmm. you really sure you did it? And then Cal, it's like, nope, you did it. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it was also easier, I think, for them to say, to tell Shane, first of all, this guy's kind of a lunatic, too. He, he's, yeah, he has a lot of mental issues. He's very, very off, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, but he, there was... Valid proof that he wasn't there that night. To no, do I know, it. but but that's I'm saying though. Even before his mom called, like yeah. they okay. they went through this yeah. these questions with him, and I'm just like, why are you going through these questions with someone who's yeah. saying they did it when someone who's saying they aren't 
they that they didn't do yeah. it isn't getting questions. Isn't like getting, that. Yeah, it was just like so it's unfair. No, yeah, so messed up to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. how they're doing it. No, completely. Yeah. But yes, but they find out that his mom basically calls in uh, Jerry Shivers. She calls into the police. Is like, let me save you guys a lot of time. My son has right. a lot of mental issues, and he was actually locked up in the mental hospital at the time of this mm-hmm. crime. He, there's no way he could do it. Right. So they were able to corroborate that with the mental hospital and be like, yes, mm-hmm. he was here. It's a locked, secured thing. He's not escaping. This isn't, you know, Pretty Little Liars. If you right. ever saw Pretty Little Liars, <laughs> they escape from mental hospitals all the time. Anyway, yes, I love that show. Uh, um, and you can catch her on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can catch me on Tuesday. It's another Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, so she basically, and then we get to chat with her as well. Um, Ryan and Ava, they go mm-hmm. and they they meet with Jerry. And she is just this poor woman. She she just kind of you know describes that her son has all these mental issues and stuff, and then she's dumbfounded at the fact that there is a possibility that Shane, her son Shane, and Kenneth Lamoureux could have had a connection via phone call because Kenneth was actually living on the same floor as Shane in the mental hospital. So there's a huge connection mm-hmm. and tie between them. She seems so shocked that Ryan and Eva would even bring this up mm-hmm. that Kenneth could have told her son all of these different things and all these details but you never thought of that not even a little she she seemed like so dumbfounded like oh my gosh i never thought of that like no it couldn't be you never thought well i of think that she once? probably didn't know that kenneth was on the same yeah, floor I, don't, I really don't think she knew i don't think she that. knew that she connection didn't? and i think she was just literally dumbfounded like oh my goodness is well, this really what happened and like yeah. i really felt for her I um too. i feel like more than normal because normally i feel for people who are associated with mm-hmm. with with the, the either the victims or or of course you know the suspects but um she was so honest and she was just like he is a mess like she didn't try to protect him mm-hmm. she didn't try and say like no he would never she was just like he's messed up he swallows knives yeah. he swallows for like he's on draw like you know he has demons all those things mm-hmm. and it was just it was heartbreaking for you to be able to s- see a parent talk about their mm-hmm. child that way and like Mm-hmm. Like you can't she, try she to accept it. Yeah, like, yeah, she, yeah, she, she, she doesn't want to. Right. She didn't want to say that. I mean, but she's being very. She is being very honest right. to herself yeah. and um, which is appreciated. No, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, she's had to come to terms with it right. that unfortunately that he has some Lost. type of disease, right. mm-hmm. and this is this is who he is. This is her son, right. and it's just interesting that she from the beginning goes. It was Kenneth Lamro who did this, right? A thousand percent, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just kind of broke my heart, kind of uh, kind of hearing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we don't really get much information from her besides the fact the big piece of that we get from her is that he was allowed Shane was allowed mm-hmm. to make phone calls from the mental hospital mm-hmm. so the fact that he was able to have outside connection with anybody means that there is a slight possibility that he could have talked with Kenneth and Kenneth could have described this this horrible crime that was committed and did, did they say all those phone records are not available they said the phone record because it's that's a thing with back in the anything at yeah. before I think like 2000 it's very even hard from, even from landlines they don't have I don't know. That just seems so crazy. Like sketchy yeah, especially from like a check? mental institution. Yeah, Did I they don't even know. check though? I'm sure they yeah. checked. Oh, they okay. had to, yeah, they definitely checked. Um but I it's just it like, didn't I, anything it, it's not like it is today like we're so yeah. lucky we're t- today so tech savvy like I could right. look at no. someone's phone records in two seconds right. on my cell phone right maybe not but maybe not. I could ask <laughs> someone yeah. that knew how to do that um yeah so so then we're like okay well we as if I'm there with Ryan and Ava <laughs> but they're like okay well let's go talk to Shane and Shane is currently locked up in a max facility prison for mm-hmm. we're not sure what crime. Um, they didn't say, or I, maybe I missed it. Uh, I think but, they said it was for assaulting another woman. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, so 
well, there, there's that. <laughs> um, so Ryan is actually the one who goes to to chat with Shane in jail, and it was very, you know, I, I felt for Ryan too, having to go yeah. back to a place like like he really had a stomach up to go do that. Yeah. Like the place that you were living in for all those years, mm-hmm. I you know it wasn't the exact same right. um, prison, but still going prison. into a prison from the other mm-hmm. side, I, I couldn't even imagine what he was going through. No. Um, but he sucked it up and he went and he did it uh, to try and help Calvin out. And he basically got nothing out of Shane. Shane is just, its it was very sad to see. He's just, you know, he's just a lost soul, kind of. Right. Uh, I think we found was Shane likes rappers. He likes, Shane likes Shane rappers. Shane likes yeah. rappers, basically. He was just, yeah, so we weren't really able to get much out of him. Um, so that kind of leads us to a dead end with Calvin's case right now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, it, it's kind of, it's sad right now because we yeah. really want to find a resolution like we were Desperate, chatting about before. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see with his case as well where they're going to go. What's the next thread? How right. many threads are left? How many, <laughs> how more, many do we have left? How many more things can right. we kind of, you know, try to figure out before there's kind of a dead end? But it's not proving with all, with both of these cases that we talked about tonight, Byron's case and Calvin's case. They're both other possible suspects that could have done it. It's not that they're not proving that there there could have been someone else. They have a lot of facts. They don't have that one big piece of evidence right. that will help them. Though. Yeah. The one thing though that um, I wish Ryan would have asked Shane is because he asked him so many questions, and then I caught him. I caught him like almost wanting to like feed him. Like, did you did you yeah. did you see that in there? I'm like, catch yourself, catch yourself, Ryan. Don't do and he what did. the cops yeah. because did. I was like, don't because that is gonna like mm-hmm. not be a cool thing. But yeah. he he caught himself. But I wish when um. When Shane said um, that Calvin didn't do it, I wish Ryan would have said, why Why do you think that? Or, mm-hmm. or something, yeah. because it wasn't, I don't think it was ever, you know, yeah. I don't think that Shane would have been able to answer that, but I would just wish I would have heard mm-hmm. that kind that of question, That was a big thing, too, yeah. that he was saying that Calvin didn't do right. it. So it's, yeah, exactly, why? What's, right. what's the reasoning he behind that? He didn't know yeah. Calvin. But, but anything he, that he's really going to say there is kind of just going to be dismissed. No, too. Right. The only thing right. I'm kind of confused about with him is he doesn't seem like he remembers or even knows anything, because every question that Ryan asked him he responded with I probably did that probably happened maybe yeah. possibly but he rem- he doesn't remember all that but he was able to remember all of the details that someone told him and regurgitate them to the cops but that was back that was in back. 97 but, or but he in still the 90s. had issues then so I wasn't really sure you know I don't think he's like faking it at all yeah. obviously he has like mental issues but it kind of made me think like hmm of how could hmm. he... Yeah, yeah, but I mean... How could... But how else would he know? You know what I mean? That's yeah. the other thing, is how else does this man know yeah. all these specific details if he was locked in a mental else. institution? He had some type of outside yeah. connection, mm-hmm. and the connection is Kenneth, and I... Let's get into some predictions. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, do that. let's just do it. Before I start chatting away. And now, yeah. you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, my voice just changed for a second. That was, that was me. Um, so, yeah, so just... Uh, so what was what was my prediction right now? <laughs> oh my God. What was yeah, I go, oh, go okay. back to that. Yeah, Kenneth. Sorry, Ken- my, Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth. So basically, my my prediction is kind of what they're trying to prove. Yeah, is it, what I think happened was mm-hmm. that the because the only possible way that Shane could have known these details is if somebody told him. Right. The fact that Kenneth happened to be on the same floor as him in this mental institution, and mm-hmm. Kenneth is our prime suspect, mm-hmm. is very eerie to me. I really believe, firmly believe, that mm-hmm. Kenneth had told right. Shane mm-hmm. these things. But I don't know if we're going to be able to prove it, and that's the issue, and I think that that's a big piece that's maybe going to mm-hmm. hinder Calvin being released. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go into my other prediction. <laughs> we're like, yeah, and, yeah, what, and, else? and what else? <laughs> what else do you have to say? And then uh, going on to Byron's case, it's... Um, 
I'm up in the air about my opinion on it. I really don't have, uh, I have no idea what happened. And I think it's just all, it's a hearsay. And until they do find some type of physical evidence, it, you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. There are four people there and those four people know really what happened. Yeah. And, or, and if, uh, and if Kelly's lying and Byron wasn't actually there, when the two people that know actually what happened, they're both deceased. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's also, so I just, with both of these cases, I just, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I'm going to come to a direct conclusion with <laughs> okay, this you one. You give one. I'm going to go with so yours, too. Um, I think that Kenneth definitely got in touch with Shane somehow. I don't know how. But I almost feel like when he met Shane, he probably realized what a kook he was and thought, wow, I can use this to my advantage this is what you're going to do, this is what you did yesterday, and you're going to, or, like... So you think Shane told Kenneth this stuff? No, 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 I I think Kenneth told Shane all of these details of the crime, and then he said, and you did this, so you're going to go tell the cops. And Shane was probably like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And so I think that he almost told him, turn yourself in. Turn yourself, so that he's not caught for it, so Kenneth isn't caught for it. Yeah, so that he already has... You know, um, wow. that's, that's what I think. You I guys. like the deep yeah, thinking on that you. one. Mama, wait, a mess. Boy, that was good. Good <laughs> on you. Um, and then with Calvin, I think Justin did it. Yeah. I, I I just do because with Byron. With Byron, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, with Byron. With Byron, um, so many names, you guys. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I do think Justin did it just because I'm I don't well I don't think Byron did it. And besides Kelly, I don't think anyone else could have done it. And Justin just so happened to kill himself a few hours mm-hmm. later. So. I think Justin did it. All right. <sighs> too soon on the Byron case. I'm not even going to pick anyone. Yeah. Um, I think it's way, I think t- way too suspect. Um, mm-hmm. Kenneth totally, I think, did it. I think that we need to give Chris a call mm-hmm. because he is pretty high up, and I think he has some connections. Yeah. And yeah. I think he just needs to get Calvin out. I don't know. I mean, there has to be, like... I watch Ray Donovan. I mean, there has to be something the FBI can do. TV's so real. No, I know, right? You know? <laughs> no, but um, on a, on a serious note, like yeah. I, there has to they have to figure out something. something to get Calvin out because it's just there's, I mean, a basic person can watch the sh- the show and and everything and and. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just so I think to me. Yeah, I think what it goes back to. I yeah. think for me, like the only thing that I'm looking at that they could possibly try now is just to really get those witnesses to yeah. really go on stand and be like, yes. "I was lying, I was lying, I yes. was lying." Definitely. And if you have all those witnesses say we were lying, then it's he can get out exactly. So I think that is probably. I really one hope only that that options. happens because so. I don't know, guys. So I'm stressed. I'm out. drawing such yeah. a blank <laughs> with this whole. <laughs> like I'm, I'm right. my brain is fried from these episodes. Like I just can't even. It's a lot. Well, it's, it's a lot. There's serious things that have happened and it's real stuff and we're not talking about this fluffy TV stuff. I think that's why it is so like I need like a glass of wine and I think that's why it's because it is it's real it's not just a show. And we're talking about people's lives here so we always have to remember that too Mm -hmm. and you know we we just hope I know I do and I know you guys do too as well just that you know justice can be served and and innocent people can get out if they are indeed innocent. So Let us know your comments on uh, on this video just right below where we're chatting right now with you guys. And um, please feel free to give us five stars on iTunes and to like and subscribe to us everywhere at AfterBuzz TV. And thank you so much for watching us. We'll be here next week, next uh, Wednesday. Next it is Wednesday. Today. We'll yes, have Wednesday. a little uh, Skype in. Yeah, yes. next Wednesday we will be Skyping in uh, with a case we didn't talk about. But Michael Polite, both of his sisters, uh, will hopefully be on with us uh, next week yes. as yes. well. Uh, my name is Nadine Dalapala. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find me at Nadine DP and the number three. And what about you guys? 
Thank you guys so much for watching. Can't wait to see you guys next week too. My name is Madison Makeley. You can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. Guys, thank you so much for all the Twitter responses that we've gotten also yeah. from the families. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate it. So um, keep doing that. And you can find me at Abigail Freyer on all social media. Have yeah. a great evening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.